You know, most musicians would love to have enough success to release one volume of greatest hits. This Tuesday, Billy Joel releases his third volume of greatest hits. Bob Joel has announced he's giving up pop music to concentrate on classical composing. But before he immerses himself in such a cultural activity, we forced him to sit down and talk about his new greatest hits package. Why I'm keeping the faith. Yeah, yeah, Remember this song? Keeping the faith. How about this one? Or this. In the middle of the night, I go walking in my sleep. Each of these chart-topping singles is included on Billy Joel's Greatest Hits Volume 3. It's the latest release in a remarkable career that spans three decades and 100 million album sales. Ironically, it was the record company which informed Joel that there was enough material for a third volume of Greatest Hits. They told me, you have enough material, more than enough material, for another Greatest Hits album. And I wasn't even aware of that. Among the hits Joel included in the 17-song package was We Didn't Start the Fire from 1989's Stormfront. The kids who were in school having to study the history of the Cold War were probably told by their teacher, uh, you don't have to read the textbook, you don't have to study, just go out and get the Billy Joel record and you'll pass the test. There are also three new songs on the album, including the never-before-recorded Bob Dylan song, To Make You Feel My Love, but it's Joel's collection of hits that beautifully documents an amazing career. Occasionally he still acts like Billy the Kid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> quite, a, uh, um, quite a list of songs, hit songs that he's had. He's right, right. up there with, uh, with the greats in terms of uh, popular material he's turned he's, out. What's your favorite one? Um, middle of the Night, I think. Mine was like Linda's Eyes. Old tune, but loved it. Billy Joel's Greatest Hits, Volume 3, will be in music stores on Tuesday. Hi, I'm Alan Altman. And I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. When the rain is blowing in your face And the whole world is on your case I could Welcome. We know what you're saying. This morning you got up 
got a notification that your weekly Billy Joel A to Z podcast was up, and you were like, they've got to be kidding. And we kind of are. Well, we couldn't help ourselves. See, after finishing We Didn't Start the Fire, we realized we had just wrapped another album. You know, everyone's favorite Billy Joel album, The Greatest Hits Volume 3. The album that, by Billy's standards, lied there like a lox. The album really nobody wanted. The album that just really well, in, in, in Billy terms, might be his worst album. Because we as fans have said Billy Joel's never really had a bad album. But this one, well, we'll, we'll see as we continue this particular podcast. <laughs> Released on August 19th, 1997, this album did go platinum. But compared to the 23 times platinum that the greatest hits one and two did, it's a joke. It compiles hits from his final three albums and then tacks on three covers, which as we have spoken about when we did The Night Is Still Young, how cool it was that he came up with two new songs for the previous Greatest Hits album. This is just lazy. He released, or whoever is in charge of his releasing, the Bob Dylan song to Make You Feel My Love on August 13th, 1997. On August 23rd, 10 days later, 1997, it peaked at 50. And that was that. Yipes. That week, Notorious B.I.G., Puff Daddy, and the Spice Girls were number one, two, three. So why anyone was thinking a cover of an old Bob Dylan song at that point was the way to tell the world Billy Joel had a new album out, we will never understand. In October of 1997, they tried again with the release of another cover called Hey Girl, originally released by some character named Freddie Scott in 1963. When he released it, it went to the top 10. Then Donny Osmond covered it in 1971, and it went to the top 10. Then Billy Joe released it, and, well, it went nowhere. Never even cracked the top 200. I guess he figured, well, if Donny Osmond can cover Get It Right the first time, I'll show him. <laughs> <laughs> As we all know, Alon's Billy Joel obsession began with volumes one and two. I say to my partner, Alan Altman, how did volume three affect your life? <laughs> I think I had no idea it existed at the time. It didn't affect my life at all. I didn't even realize he had more songs after volumes one and two. Alan, I don't think this album affected anyone's life. It came out to no fanfare whatsoever. I think years later, people like, wait, there's a volume three. Here's the thing. It makes sense to put out the volume three because he did have technical hits. But here's the thing. Can you imagine if, if we were at a concert at MSG and, and here's the song list. This is what's on the track listing of volume three. Now, the first thing is they take two songs from an innocent man. You know, it's like, no, no. Finish, if you're going to put Innocent Man shit on, finish it in volumes one and two. Uh, this, this, so that's ridiculous, because then it just doesn't even fit on the album in any way. You're talking about keeping the faith in an innocent man. Really? I need to buy an extra album to hear those two songs? They had to. They had to do it, because otherwise he's got five songs from Stormfront on here. Well, so it, he would just have the whole Stormfront album. It would be called Stormfront it, Extended Edition, and there would have to be a few extra songs. It's six storms from songs from Stormfront. It's three wrong? from the bridge, three from River of Dreams, and six from Stormfront. Six. That's, You're right. It's six. It's, Unbelievable. That's just stupid. 
That's stupid. You don't put out a greatest hits album with six songs from one album. You might as well just put out Stormfront and tack on two other songs from River of Dreams. And that would be a greatest hits album. I mean, this is pathetic. So it goes keeping the faith, an innocent man. And of course, even putting it in chronological order is stupid because at least mix it up. Then it goes a matter of trust. Who gives a shit? Baby Grand, no one Wait, cares. You tell me what? who gives a shit is on this album? <laughs> no. Unreleased saying, track. So far, I am the least interested in all these. This is the time. Maybe you can make a case. Leningrad, we didn't start the fire. It's the only real, genuine hit of this greatest hits album because it went to number one. The other ones, I think, only went to number you know 17 or 30. Uh, I go to extremes, and so it goes, which went nowhere. The Down Easter Alexa, that's a bonafide hit. Shameless, we know how I feel about that. Then All About Soul, the remix, that's necessary. Mm. Lullaby, the remix, I'm kidding. Uh, the River of Dreams, and then the three covers. I mean, if we had seen a concert, and this was the set list, that guy would never have done 150 shows at Madison Square Garden. Never. These songs stink in the sense of if you're not putting my life or Piano Man in between here, this guy's the worst musician to ever have lived. Uh, you're being a little, ex you're going to extremes. Yeah, uh I am. I am going to extremes because this is just horrible. This is a horrible collection I, I never want to hear in its entirety. Yeah, I think he's he focused or whoever put this together focused too much on like what was released as a single and that's what's going to be on this greatest hits album. Oh, than are least... they Alan? Are they? Because it's missing one. Right. I know you're upset about that. There's a certain song that is one of your favorites, Modern Excuse Woman. That is not Modern on Woman, which went to number 10. That's <laughs> a bona fide hit. If it's its greatest hits, you take off and so it goes, which went nowhere, or baby grand, and you put in Modern Woman. Greatest hits chart toppers or you to pick songs that were not chart toppers that are just in retrospect some really great songs that he had on these albums songs like big man on mulberry street yes famous last words even something like state of grace is a really cool song Blonde over blue you could Blonde go that blue. you're absolutely right alan you are absolutely right you could totally say why not do that but then that's not a greatest hits album is it that's more of a like like what he should, well, no, he shouldn't do it, but there should just be a fan favorite album or something. I don't know. Uh, or Billy Joel Deep Cuts. But you can't call a Greatest Hits album and have Blonde Over Blue or, or all those things on it that aren't hits. But then if you're not putting Modern Woman on it, then why not put those things on? Because you've already ruined your cachet of calling it a Greatest Hits album, let alone we'll see that with one and two as well. Yeah, but look, I mean, you can't take 60% of a single album and stick that onto a greatest hits. That's just too much. You have to, I, I would rather if he just put less songs on this album than to have six songs from Stormfront on this album. Yeah, right. Just make it a, a nine or 10 regulars album, you know, with just the actual hits. But of course, we didn't start the fire and start from there. Your greatest hit and your later, uh, as Danny Vermont calls it, the back nine. <laughs> Yeah. And these albums are the back nine. That's what the album should have been called. As fans, we enjoy some of these songs, but we all know, as a, many of the people we have interviewed on this program, 
that they don't care for the back nine. A lot of people don't like the back nine. Yeah, and, I mean, I'm there with that. I uh, To me, these are not the three albums that I would want to listen to if I could choose of any Billy Joel albums. So this whole album, Greatest Hits 3, doesn't really appeal to me so much for that reason. It's nice, I guess, that he put those three songs on, but why are they covers? Like, why not? He has unreleased material that he's written. Throw something in there. That Well, that's we'll you know go to our graves talking about that, never understanding that. And, you know, especially when you were so adamant about making sure there were two new songs on greatest hits one and two i mean this is just again another lazy example of a guy who's just retired and was just done he's like i'll put on whatever you want i really don't give a shit i'll sign it but whatever well it's either that or he just felt so down about his own songwriting abilities which might be part of it i think it's like a mental thing for him at this stage in his career where he just felt like he wasn't worthy to write good songs anymore and so he had to go to leonard cohen and bob dylan and carol king yeah. For the songs. Yeah, we've covered all those songs, the uh the covers. And it's not thing, that they're bad or anything, but they're just the covers. And he's yeah, not a good. cover guy. He doesn't do that. That's why we like him. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're just don't like like you said, like they released two of them as singles, they didn't really go anywhere. And it's because these aren't songs that would be popular in the mid-90s. Like he should have just tried to do something more modern, maybe worked with the people who were writing those hits for the Spice Girls and given one to uh, Billy Joel twist. Yeah, that or like you said, I mean, you know, where's why didn't Christmas in Fallujah go on this album? You know, I mean, it's like, yeah, or put some words to handball, you know, go back to the back catalog and, and try to work something out with that one. How many times on this podcast have we talked about the fact that he's gone back to a song years later and worked it out? You're absolutely right. You're making a joke, but you're also not making a joke, right? Yeah, but we all want to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. Handball. Handball. Now, in the intro, you talked about To Make You Feel My Love as a cover of an old Bob Dylan song, but actually it was a brand new Bob Dylan song that Bob hadn't even covered yet himself. Bob had not recorded it before Billy did. I realized that after I said it, I remembered when we were talking about it that it was a brand new Bob Dylan song. Yeah. Which has become like a standard for Bob Dylan, which is kind of funny. And I guess Billy maybe has kind of like a definitive version because this was the first. That's like we were talking about when he was when you said he was in Nashville doing Shameless. Is he doing the Garth Brooks version? Because that's the one everybody seems to know nowadays. Yeah. Well, even when he sings that song to make you feel my love, he's giving it a slight amount of Bob Dylan voice. Not a ton, but he's doing a, a little bit. So I found one review of the album because nobody wanted to review it. Nobody wanted to know about it because they mm-hmm. all know it was just a, you know, a, a cash cow thing that that he was doing it's not a true billy joel thing but it is a true billy joel album and we're like let's just cover it because we know it's stupid and it's also hilarious again i can just like i said in the intro i can picture people waking up and (laughs) just saying like what (laughs) just getting angry (laughs) they're like well it's time for the weekend song episode (laughs) nope not yet nope uh but here the review is like uh, they're talking about the songs, and they go, but none of them qualify as Joel classics, and they are an inauspicious way to end this chapter of his career. <laughs> That's fair. You could consider some of them to be classics, though, right? I mean, We Didn't Start the Fire isn't a classic in terms of songwriting, but in terms of fame, like it's definitely one of his more ubiquitous songs. Well, that's what I say. Look at the the encores, and only We Didn't Start the Fire is in the encores uh, every night live 
on this album. And that's such as, as we talked about last week for, we didn't start the fire. That's just one of those. No one can figure out why it's joyful. (laughs) It's just fun. Yeah. It's a good point though. The idea of like, what is he playing now in concerts? And out of his whole list of 17 songs, I'd say four of them are concert staples. Uh, Let me see. Right. We didn't start the fire. And down uh, Easter, that's it. Down oh, Easter, and River Alexa, of Dreams. River of Dreams, and that's there's it. one more. No, that's there's the three. An innocent man. He plays an innocent man. Almost oh, every. he does play that every time. Yeah, you're right. He does play that. So, okay, four songs out of seventeen. But we could be done with that innocent man if he never played it again. I think everybody would be okay, especially that bit. We didn't start yeah. the fire. I can't live without. But if he's doing, we didn't start the fire. Why isn't he doing? Tell her about it. And the Down Easter Lux is terrific. But River of Dreams, everybody could do without, as you know, our friend Steve Mandel, who took us to the concert, always goes to the bathroom at River of Dreams. Now, that's the only reason he wouldn't want to see River of Dreams, you know, played anymore. But that doesn't need to be played either. So besides We Didn't Start the Fire and Down Easter Alexa, those are the only two songs you kind of have to keep. I don't think anybody cares about the other two. Yeah, and then amongst the other ones, like if you threw any of these in on a random show, we'd all be very happy about that. But none of them feel like songs that you right. have so to hear him play. I got when I went with Gary Goldman, I saw him play a matter of trust, and this is the time. And he only did this is the time because that guy Dave Brown was around. Mm-hmm. And I positive now that I've thought this in my head and seen more concerts, I think he only did a matter of trust because there was something wrong with his hands, because he did four guitar songs. Yeah, I think there was a problem with either him sitting or the piano. Something was different that night. He doesn't get up and play the guitar often, you know. So to have four songs where he gets up and is the front man of the guitar, something was up that night. So a matter of trust is not normal. Yeah, that's pretty rare. But why doesn't he play to make you feel my love? Like why why doesn't he play? He seems to like that. It's Dylan, that's his hero. It's it's technically a popular song. It, was a little bit of a hit and you said and other people are like you said covering his version so. yeah but i no one would want to hear him play that that would be the bathroom song if he started busting that out during a concert yeah well i agree 100 percent. i'm just saying i mean he does play covers why doesn't he just do a cover of his own cover <laughs> you know what if dylan dies this is what he'll play oh my god you're right that nah, should even, be... even then, he probably wouldn't do this song. He would do uh, like a yeah, Rolling he'd probably Stone. do right like a Rolling Stone. That's so funny, and he's probably going to die by the time the last concert is. So... No way. <laughs> Dylan's going until he's ninety eight. Isn't he ninety eight now? I thought he already was ninety. I'm sorry, he just looks ninety eight. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> appearances only. And just speaking of this one too, the album cover, it's horrible. It's just boring and dull, and he's too serious on it. Like he's he's that. trying to be Ray Charles. That's what he's doing. Yeah, right. Yeah, just the album cover, the the outlay. It's just that just there's no effort into this whatsoever. It's a very poorly put together album. So when you know when you think of a greatest hits album, I don't know what I mean. You're obviously one and two, and and I'm and as we'll talk about, I got a problem with one and two. Also, the fact of the matter is, and I guess they've already done this in CDs and company, really not necessary anymore. Greatest hits with Spotify. You make your own playlist these days and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, we should compile not we we wouldn't call it a greatest. I'm already doing that. 
with the hidden gems ones. Somebody needs to compile. Is Scenes from an Italian Restaurant on Greatest Hits 1 and 2? No. Exactly. Right? What? So, so you're using that, like, well, that was never released. We can't put it on. How can that not be on? <laughs> well, know? okay, so it's it's on the CD version, not on the original. Yeah, versions. they finally put it on because they yeah. realize now we can put on more songs and what are we doing? But it does not qualify as a hit. So you just have to retitle. You shouldn't be making a greatest hits album all time. And when you're thinking of like the Eagles greatest hits was the, one of the greatest selling albums of all time, maybe the greatest selling album of all time. I think it has ironically usurped Thriller as the greatest selling album of all time, that's just a bunch of truly Eagles classics that, you you know, you completely say this is a greatest hits album, a real greatest hits album. And even all of Billy Joel's greatest hits albums are, are just, they're not right. What they should have done is like, in one and two, they already had songs that we think should have been on there that weren't on there. Like for volume three, he should have even gone back to some of that older stuff and tossed it in and not made this chronologically only the later stuff. Yeah, there you go. That would have been brilliant. Right. That would have been perfect. Add in scenes from Italian restaurant. Now it's officially on a greatest hits one. Add in whatever they didn't put on the first one. That's not technically a hit, but he keeps doing in concert. I don't know whether VN is on that one because that's not a hit either. So if it is on there, it shouldn't be. It's, so it's yeah, not. you're right. That would have been perfect for Greatest Hits Volume 3. Take those. And again, don't call it Greatest Hits. Just say The Hits or something and make up a better album. I keep thinking of the Hall & Oates one, too. You know, it's funny. Their Greatest Hits album, which we always compare or I always compare for some reason. I guess they came out around the same time. The Greatest Hits, it's called rock and soul part one they never came out with the part two yeah <laughs> so i don't know whether that was the gag or they definitely had a plan but we should probably be grateful because i don't know what you'd put on after that i guess everything they'd probably put on six songs from big bang boom maybe they realized actually part two is gonna suck so let's just not do it well enough. that's what i'm saying it seemed like they got the message and billy joel didn't of course he retired they just kind of went away. <laughs> Billy Joel officially retired. I just can't believe again, the guy officially retired. He, he like he and he never came back. Uh, like never, like he wasn't kidding. Yeah. Besides these three covers and those couple other Christmas in Fallujah and the other one, right? All my life. Uh, yeah, pretty much. He stuck to his guns. Good for him. Bad yeah, for I us. Guess. Yeah. Do you want to do song rankings on Greatest Hits Volume 3? I do not. And I don't <laughs> think anyone else wants us to do it either. I'll give you my worst and my first. Okay. Okay. At the bottom of the list, I got Shameless. Definitely. And at the top of the list, I have Lullaby. I know your list will not be the same as mine. No, my list is definitely We Didn't Start the Fire. I just can't help myself. And I guess mine would be the opposite of yours. So I wouldn't put Lullaby on the bottom, even though I'd like to. I would say the worst song to have on a greatest hits album. I would say Baby Grand should not be on here. I don't know. I, I don't care. I don't hate it or anything. I just don't think it belongs here. And neither do any of the songs from An Innocent Man. It just doesn't fit yeah. uh, on the greatest hits three album with the other songs with the with the like we said, the back nine. 
because really, if we're calling again using Danny Vermont's verbiage like that, I I would call the bridge on the back nine because I would say Allentown and the Nylon Curtain, even though that's more of a fan favorite and it's not like glass houses, but an innocent man was so popular and so huge. I would say those are all part of the first nine holes using yeah that it's definitely that would be like the end of the peak right period for sure but it's like for us like the super fans glass houses is technically the end and then there's like a new phase so they those would be in the middle but he was still uber popular and then i would say you know, i would say through on. nylon curtain for me and then an innocent man being like this throwback album concept thing which is well, no, for me, career. I like not. I mean, I worship Nylon Curtain. So, but, but I'm saying, I don't know. There's, there's probably a, a case to be built. Like we do a Billy Joe podcast, so we're gonna like Nylon Curtain. We're gonna think it's part, but it's not really. If you think about it, it's part of it, the the old Billy Joel, the Billy Joel we, you know, that that was Billy Joel that made him so popular ends at Glass Houses. Then he, you know, grew up. Yeah. So basically, for you, it's the post Elizabeth era is a different thing than. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes a heck of a lot of sense. And so I think there's three parts to Billy Joel, you know, the big from Cold Spring Harbor to Glass Houses, Nylon Curtain, Innocent Man are its separate things, and then the back nine. (laughs) Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, right? Mm -hmm. And on that note, I say we wrap up. Wrap up the wrap up. Anyway, I guess we'll just go back to music next week. You're welcome. One yes. of the songs Dave Juskow's never heard. That's always exciting. We're going to do weekend song, and you do never not heard the song whatsoever. Never heard it. That's right. And, and other times gonna... you say that, and I don't believe it. This time I do believe it. I don't think you've ever heard this song. Doesn't I, I? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I'll see it. I haven't listened to it yet. I'm excited. You know, I always wait till the day we're going to record, and not the day, but you know, the week before. I know I start listening to it. I'm very excited, and then of course we wrap up. Street Life Serenade with the great Paul Lord. That'll be fun, and that'll be a much better wrap-up show than this one. But thanks for sticking through it, guys. As you know, we have to do everything, and there's nothing quite like Greatest Hits Volume 3. (laughs) You got that right. So until next time, I'm Alan Altman. I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. So now you've heard what they thought of that song. Famous last words This podcast ran too long Stories, jokes, your hosts were full of silly anecdotes And so it goes Another show about Billy Joe